I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard and They've not been making it easy lately. They've been doing all sorts of things. Suddenly, Blizzard is very active. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are two just absolutely fantastic co-hosts. Um, first up, because I don't usually introduce her first, I'm going to introduce her first. It's Anne Stickney, who does literally everything all the time. She's constantly here. I'm positive there's a robot army of Anne's somewhere. I do everything except for Suramar. I really need to get around to that. <laughs> She's so busy, Suramar is the one place you don't find You're killing it. me here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do well, a so, lot. Since we're killing him here, we might as well introduce him. Also with us, as he's always the case, uh, Alex Zibart. Hello. Alex uh, does do Suramar. I do. And of all people in the world, the number one person who should be doing Suramar isn't Anne. Okay. You know what my workload looks like, Alex. Yeah, but you're like, you said you're leveling into alt. You don't need an alt before you do Suramar. Well, yeah, I do, because the druid stuff is really kind of fascinating. And Suramar also, I have like a rogue that I still have to get into. Th- yeah, I know. Suramar's better. I know, I know. I have I have vacation time coming up. Man, I will be do doing Suramar nothing but druid, rolling okay? around in Elf Town nonstop. <sighs> okay. Actually, I think Surmar City would be an awesome place for Rogue, and I've considered leveling my Rogue just to be, like, a sneaky thief around there. I, don't I know, know if right? Can, if that... you can pickpocket, like, those crowds of elves, that would be amazing. Like, I... That would be such a fantasy fulfillment. Right. That's why the Rogue is the next thing on my list of things to level, because I want to go Assassin's Creed on that city. You can. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is Suramar. Suramar is basically a chunk of Assassin's Creed yeah. right in the middle of a while. But It'd all right, fantastic. Um, we, you know, top stories are usually what we do right about now, so we'll probably move straight on to those because, yeah, one really big one happened this week. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday night while while people were like, I, I was being climbed on by an animal, so I didn't know about it right away. And when I heard about it, I, I was literally stunned. Like, I, I, yeah. I didn't think this was ever going to happen. I, I assumed they'd have to pry him out of there, you know, like at 107 or something, but mm, Chris Metzen is retiring. He retired. Um, I think I should take the blame for this because I went to bed early last night. Yeah, it's Alex's fault. My girlfriend came to bed at like 10 and I woke up just from her moving around and I just out of habit checked my phone. And I <laughs> saw that and I was like, oh my God, why was I asleep? And I got up <laughs> and uh, was up for quite a while after that. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so my going to bed early actually resulted in maybe like three hours of sleep. My birthday's next week. My birthday's next week, and I wanted it to be a happy birthday, but now I'm like, Dad, Dad left the building. What? <laughs> I, I I read the the, the announcement, and I mean, I I can't fault his logic. Oh no, um, absolutely if, not. If I had if I had kids, I'd want to spend as much time with them as possible. Well, and... quite frankly, that man has poured his heart and soul into that company for how many years now? Since Warcraft. over twenty, almost twenty-five. Yeah. I think he's at twenty-two years, something like that, working for the same company. So, if any man has earned his retirement, it would be Chris Metzen. Um, I just I expected. We'd see him hit the 25-year mark. But, yeah, he has a new kiddo who's adorable. And he wants to spend time with his family, which I completely get. Like, I mean, of course. Sure. You'd want to go ahead and do that and experience all, of, you know, the first words and the first talking and the first standing up and walking around and all that stuff that kids do. That's cool. It's just he's Blizzard, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It, it is it he is, is very much, i mean obviously you know logically speaking there are lots of people who make blizzard games happen there's lots of people who do the writing and storytelling and all of that but yeah i mean we've all you know you guys have been to blizzcon i've never even gotten to go but i mean we've all watched him at, his, at the speeches we, you know the opening ceremonies uh it's going to be a, i don't even know what they're going to do like at this blizzcon is he not going to be there I don't know. Like, I don't like, know. I imagine if he if he does show up, and I can't imagine him not being there, at least, you know, a little bit in some capacity, but not as the dude on stage talking, just as one of us nerds walking around observing things, yeah. which yeah, but, different, weird. It's hard to imagine not having him open it up. Because yeah, I know, I don't... right? I don't know how they're going to do the opening ceremonies without him, <laughs> yeah. because he's he's... Yeah, he was the He's man, the, the talk guy. He was the talking guy. So, um, yeah. you know, um, there are other people at Blizzard I like and, and enjoy, but <laughs> none of them have the charisma. They aren't the hype man. Yeah. I think the closest thing they have to the hype man is Ben Brode, and he does Hearthstone pretty much. Yeah, he's specifically Hearthstone. He's a little but he's bit real of, good. Yeah. He's real he's, good. <laughs> he's a little bit more of the goofball man, though. Like Brode will make you laugh, but yeah. he won't necessarily hype you up. Yeah. He's, not, he's not the human hype train like Metzen was, but he's charisma, but not that kind of charisma. Yeah, and I, you know, I was lucky enough to talk to Metzen one-on-one on a couple of different occasions. And, I mean, you know, you, you call it like the hype or whatever, but that's just him. Like, oh, yeah. that's how he interacts with people on a daily This is a man who absolutely loves every aspect of his life, and it shows like, he just shines with it. So, you know, good on him. I hope he goes and throws. If he throws half as much enthusiasm into his family as he did in his day-to-day -day at Blizzard, that's going to be one heck of a family, you know? Quite frankly, I think he needs to dial it back. He's going to go be world's most awesome dad. Because <laughs> he's been the most gonna, awesome dad of Blizzard for there's, there's 20 gonna years. Be, there's going to be some incredibly, like, you know, there's some teenagers going, oh, God. Tad's just wearing the outfit again. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks around the house with the doom hammer. 
you know, mean, you know that video of him trying on Duratan's hat. He actually kept like the hat, the wolf hat, and the cape, and he's just going to wear that around the house. <laughs> yeah, and something I think is telling about Metzen is um, I never actually approached him at BlizzCon because uh, I don't approach people in general. I was like, cool, he's here, awesome, I'll keep going. But you know, everybody who I've spoken to who did stop and talk to Metzen were like, you know, this man had a conversation with me. He asked if I was having a good time and so forth. It wasn't like a lot of times you'd say hi to these people and just like, oh, hey, and they just kind of scurry off pretending they have something to do. No, Metzen's going to stop and talk to people, and he always did, and unless he had somewhere, actually had he somewhere to be. He just gets it. He gets people. But, he gets, he gets yeah. the whole the whole nerd community because he's like king nerd in there you know so yeah, yeah it's going to be really weird without him um i mean a lot of people have been saying like, seeing him retire and not move somewhere else i think that speaks to the fact that i don't think he could go anywhere else no i don't think he could i mean even companies started by people that left blizzard even companies full of people he knows it's still not the same thing because it really is when you said he is Blizzard, I think I wrote that in the email because it really does feel like this man is Blizzard. I know other people are involved in all this, and I know those people are still there. You know what I mean? And I know that they have – honestly, I find myself wondering if the reason Chronicle happened was because he wanted to leave a blueprint behind. I don't know. You know, like there's a certain – and someone else, I think it was Taryn Gregory or maybe uh, – oh, God, I can't remember who he's talking to. Um, bloody, I'm completely blanking. She works at Wowhead. Percula? Yes, thank you. We're, we're talking, and one of them said that, you know, the last voiceover role he did, the last big voiceover role he did was Varian uh, on the Broken Shore. And break it's, my heart. You find yourself wondering if that influenced that decision. Like, instead of leaving Varian behind to be voiced by other people and to be written by other people, you know, he goes out. I think, um, I, I don't think necessarily... I don't think that connects, but certainly what does resonate is Thrall. Um, you know, the, the way Thrall is didn't necessarily make the most compelling gameplay, um, but Thrall was definitely Metzen's life experiences, and the ups and downs of Thrall were Chris Metzen's ups and downs. And, you know, Thrall's at this point where he's put down the Doomhammer, and he has a family now. Uh, that's That's Chris Metzen. Thrall has always been Chris Metzen. Well, yeah, he even I actually opened the queues to this week with a, a quote from Twitter when he said he's going to keep doing Thrall's voice because yeah. it makes him happy. He is and, Thrall. It's just yeah, I don't. I, nobody no one else, else could do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you know, who you'd get to do that. Anybody you know? else would just sound wrong. It's got to be him. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, to... I imagine that he will probably they, they may call him in to do like voiceover stuff every now and again. But I don't know. Good luck to him. I just, yeah. I was shocked. I was seriously, I was shocked. I did not expect it like that out of the blue, especially with all that's gone on with Blizzard this year. I mean, Overwatch came out and Overwatch was kind of like, it felt like a labor of love for him. And it was a phenomenal success. Legion just came out. Everybody is loving Legion to bits so far. There's like so much going on that, you know, on an upswing. I guess if you're going to leave, you might as well leave on a high note, huh? I mean, maybe that was kind of the final push that made him decide. You know, he had a kid on the way. But while this was happening, there was Legion in the works. There was uh, rebuilding Titan into Overwatch. There was getting the Warcraft movie to the screen. Um, he probably had 
some of the busiest years of his life right when he was also starting a family. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, you want, you know, you, you definitely want to be able to devote that time. When you look at the little list of like, you know, the tick marks that you want to make next to life accomplishments, I think he's ticked off almost every single one. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. he's going to be missed. Yeah, I, I honestly can't imagine not just not just the, the hype train and all that, but, you know, everyone who worked at Blizzard who's talked about it has said that, you know, he'd come into a room and he'd turn it into a great big story meeting and he'd convince people that their contribution mattered, like whoever they were, like they were part of the process. So, yeah, I don't it is it's a huge thing. It, it is enormous. I, I honestly feel. I feel weird talking about anything else this week, but, you know, unless we're going to make it the Chris Metz and Memorial show, we probably should move on to other news yeah. stories. Yeah, we have had some other stuff come out, too, so. Just, to, you know, what I said it on my Twitter this morning. I don't know how many people who listen to this actually follow my Twitter, but you know, Chris Metzen was a big deal to me personally in that, you know, I got interested in games mostly because of Blizzard games, StarCraft and all that. And when I learned who Chris Metzen was, I was like, I love this guy. And... You know, I've had other, you know, I've had authors I liked and other developers I liked and so forth. But if Chris Metzen hadn't been there as that kind of inspiration, I probably wouldn't be writing for Blizzard Watch. I would not be <laughs> running this site. I would not have written my books. I don't think I would have done any of that if Chris Metzen wasn't there as the example. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. Uh, but yeah, okay. Moving on, as hard <laughs> as that is to move on from. Uh, Machines of War for, um, for Heroes of the Storm is out. And also, yes, Alarak is out for StarCraft as well. No, um, uh, yeah. Alarak is in Heroes of the Storm. Is yeah, in he's, yeah, in he's here. also coming out. Oh, he's also coming out for StarCraft. They're, they're doing the, oh. the StarCraft mission thing too. He's also, oh, that's oh, also oh. happening at the same time. Right. Oh, okay. I, so. I forgot StarCraft was a, a thing anymore. Like, <laughs> I knew it existed, but I didn't know. That, I forgot they they. They don't really do talk about it. it so much anymore. No. Yeah. Um. I guess they're doing stuff. I just forget about it because they're really bad at telling people about it. But, you know, to, to the thing they are good at talking about, Heroes of the Storm, yeah, that's out right now. They've uh, One of the things that I found interesting was that they've changed their system around so that you're only going to get, like, certain maps. Like, yeah. Did you see that? That, that was yeah, interesting. Um, the, new, they, the new maps for a while. Just for, I think it's uh, temporarily, just so you can to increase the odds of you getting the brand new maps in the rotation. Like, I think Dragonshire is out for a while. Yeah. And they, it's until, I, like, the end of October, at which point they're going to set it all back so you get all of the maps again. Yeah. But for now, they slimmed it down. But yeah, that's out. Um, Alex, so... can you can you just because you're more familiar with Heroes of the Storm than either of us, I think. Sure. Can you give us just the brief rundown on what is this Machines of War thing exactly? It's just, um, it's a themed event. It's StarCraft themed, which is kind of giving them an excuse to do a big like StarCraft content dump okay. they did this before with diablo when they put out a couple of diablo maps and they released like karzim and oh yeah the whole their, like heaven and hell thing yeah the eternal war or whatever they called it I don't yeah remember. okay um so this is kind of the same so kind this of thing. is a starcraft was... theme version of that pretty much yeah there's two new starcraft maps uh they're releasing alarak and um zarya <laughs> that's starcraft i guess it's overwatch <laughs> zarya I don't know why now, Zarya. she's not out yet, right? Start. She doesn't come out for a while. 
No, she's not out for another couple of weeks. And okay. actually, only one of the two maps is currently active. Uh, the other one is going to release probably when Zarya does, and then that one will get put into the new slim map rotation. See, then... it's going to be weird when Diva plays Heroes to play the StarCraft event, and there's Zarya in Heroes. I still want Diva. Diva's going to be so jealous. Talking to like Kerrigan and Nova and Rainer. Yeah. I yeah, I think that Diva would be a strong. I'm glad that they're putting Zarya in though, because honestly, I think Zarya is a pretty cool sure. addition to Heroes of the Storm. The other character that I really want to see in Heroes of the Storm from Overwatch, I want to see Lucio in there. Yeah. I think that Lucio would add like a pretty cool new dynamic support kind of thing. Yeah, I- I'd love to see him in there. Heroes of the Storm is really good at getting me interested in playing characters I didn't actually like in their original game. I thought, I mean, Alarak's voice acting was great, of course, um, but the actual character, I was like, who is this weirdo? What's he doing in my StarCraft game? Why is there a Sith Lord here? And I didn't really like him in Legacy of the Void, but I saw his gameplay trailer today, the spotlight, and I was like, I want to play him. I want to play that character. He looks so fun. That looks so cool. Let me get my hands on Alarak. I like their little preview trailers that they do that kind of like showcase stuff. Those are great. Yep. All right. I think at this point, on just because you guys talked about it already, um, the Legion Companion app came out last week. Uh, did we talk about it last week? Because I don't think we did. I think we I mentioned know. it very briefly because I think it came out the day that we did the podcast. But yeah. it was more like I downloaded this, but I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. Well, now you two have basically just revealed that you're both like you know leveling your alts th- through the companion app. <laughs> yeah. so. This is the awesome part, right? Okay, so you can do missions. You can do missions from your from your order hall. You can do them through the app, which is great because if you don't actually log on to that character and play it very often, particularly in the early levels, you get a lot of missions that give you XP, and there's also a bonus roll tra- chance of extra XP. I have gained almost an entire level on Hattie in the past week without logging on to her. And that's fantastic. (laughs) Do you still have how do you know how many uh, order resources you have left? Um, Quite a few. I think I've got like 700 or something. Yeah. Well, that's going to go pretty quick because doesn't a mission take 100 resources or something? I I don't know. I don't know. I do know that I have I do know that I have drained them quite a bit, but that's okay because in our like questing and doing stuff on the leveling stream, I'm going to get it all back again and that'll fuel another week's worth of stuff. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about like my warlock still has some left from the leveling stream and we're going to play Thursday and I'll get more. So it's not a problem, but I have my priest alt. I it's like level 102. Yeah. And I ran out of resources because I was just doing the missions. I'm like, oh, I actually have to play this alt again now. Yeah, no, I've been playing my alts. Like with my druid, it's been very nice on my druid because my druid I've been playing like on and off and kind of leveling her as I go. Um, But when I'm logged on and I'm leveling her, I make it a point to go find all of the treasures where, you know, the ones that I remember where they were anyway, because they've got order hall resources in them. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like constantly feeding my druid a stream of those things. So even when I'm not playing, I'm not going to run out, which is helpful. <laughs> yeah, I I just have to take my I I think my priest is only halfway through Stormheim or something, so I can just go do some more quests and be good for another few weeks. All I have to say though is this is a really handy app, and I wish 
on the one hand, I wish that we'd had it for Warlords. On the other hand, oh, I don't think that it would have been as efficient with Warlords. Because Warlords, Warlords had so much, so much going on with missions and things like that. I mean, let's face it. I, I didn't use the add-on for the longest time. But once I picked up Master Planner, I was like... I'm never living without this ever again because this is amazing. It made things so much more streamlined and and simple. And it feels like the Legion Companion app took some cues from Master Planner and what Master Planner did and kind of like streamlined things to the point where it's like, okay. Plus, um, I mean, one of the things I like about the Order Home missions versus Garrison missions is because it's not just – because it's a different kind of system, you have less – you know, you have the few champions – like up to six or so, like you can you have like five out at five. any given time, right? Yeah, yeah, you have five out at any given time. Then you have the weird little followers you can recruit, and they're like sort of perishable. Like they can you use them up? They expire. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. there's I like more. those guys though. I like yep. them so much more than trying to keep track of who has what buff. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain amount of it, because it's it's more streamlined and simpler. It's actually there's more play to it as opposed to with the the, the warlord system where it was just do anything to get it up to 100% success. Right. And with There's, this one it's pretty easy to get it up to 100% because it's just like, oh, counter that thing, counter that thing. Okay, I'll add one of these little dudes that bumps up the mission completion t- chance or whatever. And I don't think I've ever sent anybody out under 100%. Yeah, but you can that's not wasted because you have more after you get to 100%, there's chance to get the bonus know, roll. The bonus roll. So, and I have been quietly raking in a little bit of gold, nowhere near the insane amounts that you got from the garrisons and warlords of Draenor. But the gold missions that they send you on, usually they have a bonus roll chance of getting even more gold. And I've gotten pretty good about landing those too. I love this app. I really it's do. The only frustrating thing... to me what that the companion app and the armory aren't the same app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish that they'd like add them together like swish them together and make them one thing the other thing that i wish that the uh legion app had that it does not i wish it would let you check on nomi because as it stands right now i have to like consciously remember to go figure out what nomi's doing over in the inn in the middle of nowhere like there's nothing that organically ties me to going and no. checking nomi there's no reason i would to love to be able to do that from the app he's so nomi, bad. Go see, you go see nomi if you have a fetish for food that's been burned hey he's yeah. giving me recipes he gave me so much crap over like two weeks like just burnt food after burnt food i have i think 20 work orders waiting to be collected i haven't even gone there to get them and refresh them okay i don't care yeah he's given me like, he, he still gives me, like, the piles of burnt garbage, which is okay, whatever. It's vendor vendor fodder. Okay, I don't care. But I've also gotten, like, several upgraded recipes from him. It Not at first. It took a while for it to kick in. But when it kicked in, now it's like, oh, okay, so you're giving me two-star versions of these recipes that I had already learned, and they have better effects. Awesome. So I wish instead there's a of point food- to him. He's just not integrated as well as he could be, I think. Well, there's a, a few problems. Well, number one, getting burnt food sucks. I mean, if he didn't give me a recipe or if he just gave me, like, something I could eat to regen health, like, just something. Like, does he have to give me stats? Just, like, basic health regen. I'd be like, okay, well, this isn't great, but I can make use of this. Fine. The other thing is there's no – I don't think there's any way to see what you've given him if you've given him more than one thing. Nope. 
or what he's completed if he's completed more than one thing. Nope. Like, do I need to give him more I just, fish to get a certain recipe, or has does he already have a thousand fish he's working on? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I just shovel all my mats at him and go, here, make stuff out of this. And he's like, okay. And then I return later, and he's like, look, I've made you charcoal. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And then I turn around and sell it to somebody right in front of him. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want this. If, I don't like, want this. If that was edible and had flavor text like, this is burnt, but it was still edible and gave me a little bit of health back, I would I would be okay with that. I would make use of that. I would still be going to know me for things. Like, on okay. the one hand, on the one hand, I think that the whole like thing that's going on right now where everybody is trashing the garbage panda chef right now, I think that that's kind of funny. And on the other hand, it's almost kind of like sad because you're the one that trained him. I didn't teach he learned him to it make all. charcoal. He learned it all from watching you. <laughs> I could go to that kitchen where he's standing and make good, make better food. Right. Like, you didn't. You weren't a very good teacher. Is basically what I'm trying to say. He what, may be a garbage panda, but you're a garbage teacher. So like, there's that. Like, I know there's no realism in World of Warcraft, but like I can't think of a single person in this world who could have like a thousand pieces of meat. And burn a thousand pieces of meat. Oh, I know. I know a few people. I know a few. I know. I know some people who could like burn cereal. They're like something in there. (laughs) Something in there would come out edible. It doesn't probably might not taste good. It might be tough. But you could probably eat it. (laughs) You can probably eat it. Like he's literally turning all of the Broken Isles wildlife into charcoal. This is you know, not the broken, possible. The Broken Isles didn't exactly... Have, they have a demon invasion going on. If they wanted to turn to charcoal, they could do it much more easily with the demons than have some panda do it. Maybe maybe he's secretly a dreadlord. Well, that's like some person actually... I remember someone tweeted a picture of, of Gordon Ramsay saying, they're going to change the name to the, the Naomi Legion because he burns everything. But, you know, he is change... so bad that the burning legion is considering changing their name to the Nomi legion. And if he's genuinely burning everything this badly, he doesn't need to give it to me. He could just put it in his fire to keep the fire going. That's what charcoal's for. Just well, yeah, but he wants to prove to me. you that he's been doing something. Now we have he's been told not. we have been told that he does get better over time. We just don't know how long over time is. So until then. I'm just going to keep shoveling bits and pieces of the wildlife of the Broken Shores at this panda until he starts giving me the good stuff. I've got the so much. Yeah. I've I'm got so much going stuff going on. Anything until he gets better. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah that kind of deviated. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, I think we've moved on. We've covered pretty much everything. So, uh, Anne? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, uh, there is one week left to get your hands on a Fjarns Goggle shirt. Once that week is up, these things are going away and they are not coming back. So if you would like to wear the correct pronunciation of Fjarns Goggle proudly across your chest, or if you just like the pretty design, because quite frankly, I worked really hard on it. I think it looks fabulous. Um, You've got one week left to do that. And you can do that by going to, uh, I think it's teespring.com slash peculiar dash plant. And that's that's where the campaign is at. So yeah, if you haven't gotten your t-shirt yet, you should get your t-shirt because I would like to see loads of these at BlizzCon. So yeah, it's a week from today. If you're listening to this live, if you've downloaded this on like 
Thursday or whenever this goes up on the site. You got less than a week and you better you better move. (laughs) All right. So Um, with that, we should probably get to the emails. And Rossi, you want to tell them how to contact us? Sure thing. Um, As is always the case, please send any emails to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Um, we take questions on pretty much any subject, just as long as it's about Blizzard games. I mean, if you ask me a question about Game of Thrones, probably not going to answer it. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Didn't like the books all that much. Uh, wow, I've now invited all sorts of angry emails. I was going to say, you're going to have so many angry people. <laughs> yes, but anyway, yeah, send, so send the emails to the site at, the, at that address, podcastofblizzardwatch.com. If you can, it would be nice if you could keep them relatively short. I mean, you know... 300 words or less is really great uh, just because sometimes th- there were a couple emails this week that were a bit longer than we, than articles that we run. So yeah, those are probably not going to get used. Um, yeah, I'm not reading that much. Sorry guys. Speaking of reading things though, our first email is from Winterwolf at Dathramar Oceanic who says, hello watchers. As far as we know, Gul'dan and the Legion are acting on behalf of Sargeras. If Azeroth is truly the final Titan, wouldn't it make sense for Sargeras to come over and just destroy it himself? He picked one job for himself, so why doesn't he just come over and finish it? Obviously this cannot happen in-game since that would mean game over for us, but logic tells me that it doesn't make sense that he keeps sending the Legion, aka Team Rocket, to do a job they don't seem to be able to finish when he should be able to do it himself. Any thoughts on what could keep him from doing it? Thanks. Keep up the good work, Winterwolf. Winterwolf, thank you so much. Gul'dan is now Meowth. So, uh, thoughts, you guys? <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty... If you remember the, the actual original War of the Ancients, just because demons can come through the portal doesn't mean Sargeras can. He's big, y'all. Sargeras is, you know, as we now, we now know that Titans are planets. They're the the, the the souls of planets. Azeroth itself has a titan for a soul. Um, so Sargeras, in order to get through the portal, they, they, at the time, they even talked about it. If you read War of the Ancients, the portal had to be made much, much larger, um, much more powerful. They needed way more energy than they were getting out of the Well of Eternity. Just to accommodate him. And when they stopped him, they stopped him by sending one orc through with a magic weapon all that orc had to do was scratch Sargeras. And that created an imperfection that made it impossible for him to step through the portal as it was. That, and keep in mind that the portal at that point was so big that when it got slammed shut, it took most of Kalimdor with it. Like, this thing was enormous, and it still wasn't big enough for him to get through. Just because one orc gave him a scratch. Like, not even... like. Didn't it's this is a, the rough equivalent of like a tiny chihuahua running in and chewing on your shoe for a couple seconds and you go get off and that that's it that that was enough to stop him from getting through the portal. So yeah, it's not that he can't destroy the planet, although you know maybe he can't if if the planet's actually fought. Who knows? It's that he can't get here without do the we, portal being a lot bigger. Do we even know Sargeras's current status? No. no. Wasn't Kill Jaden like? commander of the burning legion because sargeras was out of commission or something he was recuperating because the thing is is like his spirit was living inside of medivh and medivh got his head lopped off and the shock from that sent sargeras into a kind of remission state thing or at least that's how it was explained originally we won't actually know what the real story behind that is until chronicle volume two comes out 
and that's supposedly going to cover all of that so and just kill Jaden was having some trouble crawling up the toilet that was the sun well and we flushed him back down so i mean Imagine I mean, you saw toilet. him come clawing out of that yeah. thing. He was massive. And and Kill Jaden is like a speck compared to Sargeras. Like, even when Archimonde got summoned through, in order to summon Archimonde through, they needed, you know, the, the Book of Medivh. They needed an enormous amount of power. Um, they basically didn't, didn't they have to, like, use the Sunwell to reanimate um, Ner'zhul just so they had somebody powerful enough? Kel'Thuzad. To, yeah, Kel'Thuzad, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just so they had someone powerful enough to read the Book of Medivh, to get the portal open, to get Archimonde through? Yes. I mean, this these guys, once you get to a certain level of demon, it, it's very hard to get through portals. The portals are not, they don't accommodate you. They, it's it's easier to send, like, the entire orcish population of Draenor through than it is to send one demon lord. That's why they, they were like, yeah, we'll use these orcs to invade planets because it's a lot easier to send them through. They're not bound to the Twisting Nether. They're not you know, inherently corrupt. They're not, you know, it's all that. That's the reason why they use smaller groups rather than just send their big guys through all the time. Uh, it's and, a big deal when the big guys come through. Yeah. And th- again, you know, there's a the whole thing. We don't really know if Sargeras is in one piece right now. He wasn't last we knew. He wasn't when Kill Jaden was trying to invade. Yeah. Is Kill Sargeras in the flesh actually directing this? We don't know. Yeah. Kill Jaden ex- even comes out and says, you know, I will do what Sargeras could not. Like when he's trying to come up through the Sunwell. So, yeah, we, we got no idea like what what happened to Sargeras when Medivh got killed, um, where he went. There's There was that really weird bit in Wrath when you did the Wrathgate where it looks like Varamothras was working directly for Sargeras, but that's only in voice files. That was never acknowledged in the game. No, they never tell you who Varamothras was actually answering to. I mean, Varamothras gets yelled at by a voice, and he's like, yes, Master, I'll do better. But but he never says, yes, Master Sargeras. He just says, yes, Master. He'd have groveled just as much in front of Kill Jaden or Archimonde as he does. You know what I'm saying? There's just no yeah. way to know who that was yelling at him. What they said, I agree with. Also, I'm trying to figure out between Kill Jaden and Archimonde, which one is Jesse and which one is James. <laughs> I mean, if we're going full Team Rocket here and uh, hold on is Meowth, then it stands Kill to Jayden, reason. Kill Jaden is definitely Jesse. Archimonde is definitely James. Okay. All right. Now that we've yeah. got that cleared up, let's go to the next email. Thank you, Winterwolf, Aren't for that email. Aren't they the appropriate colors? I think they are. <laughs> there you go. All right. Our next email is from Gorkwen, who says, Greetings, watchers. I left Valshara feeling like I'd completed the mission I'd been sent in for. I'd got the pillar of creation like I was supposed to, and that was that. But then later I realized that Xavius still has the original tier of Alun. Do you think this will come into play later? Thanks, Gorkwen. There's an entire raid coming up that may or may not answer that question. Yeah, I was going to say, he shows up in the nightmare raid, which hasn't opened yet. Um, has it got like another week or two weeks? Week. It's next the twenty eighth, I believe. The twenty seventh or twenty eighth. For when it opens on, I think it's is it normal, normal, normal yeah. and heroic, or should be normal and heroic. I and know then it's LFR comes like a week or two after that, right? LFR and Mythic both. LFR Wing One and Mythic open the week after. Okay. Then LFR Wing Two and then LFR Wing Three. Okay. So yeah, theoretically that question should be answered there. But yeah, Xavius still has it. Um, Valshara was sad. Yeah. Really. 
that's all I have to say about that is Valshara was really sad and I've been kind of avoiding doing it on my Druid just because I don't want to watch that cinematic again, but I do, yeah. but I don't. It, it didn't really get me until that cinematic. Was yeah. Like, God. It was brutal. Terry Gregory, we're shaking our fists at you and the entire cinematics team. The thing about Valshara for me, um, yes, the Tear of a Loon thing bugged me quite a bit that mm-hmm. we don't know what happened to it. Um, I was actually way more interested, not way more interested, that's not the right term. I, I guess I felt more uplifted by the Black Rook Hold stuff. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to know what happened after that. Yeah, like I definitely want to see what goes on in the future. Because you left um, the Wonder Twins, only they aren't twins, they're just brother and sister. But you left them behind there on a fairly upbeat note, and then you don't see them again. That was the most upbeat note I've ever seen from I Have Shadow Song. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. right? It, it was not just, not just that, like... I kind of wanted to see more of Bradensburg, like just how they live in Valsharok, because I've been there for a while. Right. And it helped five them. years. Like, what were they? People that like basically their boats didn't make it across the sea when they were trying to get to the no. night elf town. They, they, no, no, no. They left Gilneas before the Worgen curse even hit. Yeah. Oh, okay. None of them were Worgen. They left. They went. They set sail before any of that happened. They've they been took. In they saw that things were going south, and they said, "Yeah, see ya." And they left. Yeah, that makes that makes that weird thing where they talk just like modern Gilnans a little weird. Little, little. They like any friend of Gray Greymanes is a friend of mine. Yeah, they don't get any. any well, you're not really a friend of Greymane, are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see them getting you know attacked by the ghosts of Black Rick Hold, but you don't see them like living in Valshra. Like, what is their life like? Yeah, like when when did they get there? What have they been doing? Why are they there? That would be and kind of cool. They pull in, um, if you do World Quest of Elshara, they pull in Celestine of the Harvest uh, yeah. to be like the, the Worgen representative of Druids there. Yeah. But it would be cool. Like, do Bradensbrook, do they have Druids? They, they live in Valshara. Were They're they Harvest Witches? They, did they have it. Druids? Yeah. That'd be that would be kind of cool. Kind of that would be neat if they actually tied all that in, because that's one of the things I always thought was interesting about Gilneas was for all their modern, quote unquote, modern high tech, you know, steampunkiness. They were the only, the only humans. Yeah. But they were the only humans that still had that harvest witch tradition. So they had stuff that f- compared to, say, Azeroth, like most compared to Stormwind. They had stuff that was a lot more yeah. advanced. They had assembly line stuff. They had, you know, steam power and coal power. But they also had harvest witches. And stuff that's much older and, you know, dates back to, like... I'm kind of it, hoping that they dive into that a little bit in Chronicle Volume 2 as well. Like, the whole Harvest Witch thing and where that came from. Because well, I, I honestly I, keep thinking I want to know more about it. Part of that's got to come from the fact that there are Night Elf ruins that tie directly into the Emerald Dream oh, yeah. all around them. There's just one, like, like, just to the north like north of the of the dwarves like in yeah. the hinterlands and there's one just to the south in in darkshire and darkshire is weird i know it's a part of stormwind but the people in darkshire i mean they they they're very gilnayanian for people who are basically stormwind people do you know what i'm saying well, and gilnayus itself has that that tree that's like plopped right in the middle of it so it would yeah. stand to reason that it's kind of leeching things and stuff to people but i'm curious how that all came about and I, like I said, the whole Harvest Witch thing, I, I, I hope we see more about that because I just, I find that particularly fascinating that they were druids without being druids. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's, as much as I think, like it was really cool and surprising to see Celestine of the Harvest pop up because I don't think she's actually in any quest in Velshara. She is in the world quests, but you're, you're right. right. She's in the world quest, but when you're actually like 
questing there. She's no, not. she's not there. And then she kind of shows up like she's always been there. It's like, no, you're in Stormwind. No, you just <laughs> you arrived. You just arrived. You got and here be, when we did. <laughs> so, like, it was really cool to see her show up, but it would have been cooler to have somebody from Bradensbrook be like, yep, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a druid. This is what's going down. Help me out. Like the mayor's, was it the mayor's daughter? The yeah. one that sent you after the kid? Or was it the mayor's wife that sent wife, you after? It was, yeah, she was cool. And she was kind of like surreptitiously like, yeah, the mayor's kind of stodgy, but if you go save his kid, so maybe you should go do that and then we'll help you out. Because I don't really, you know, I think that'd be cool. (laughs) But the other thing about that, too, is like, I mean, one of the things I like about Valshara and indeed about all the zones is that they tie into the overarching story of the whole expansion. But they also tie into the past. Right. Like Valshara keeps coming up. Um, I, I feel like. The thing about it when we first played through these things is they all have ends that they're kind of similar to like the the, the Warlords of Draenor end, end zone stuff. Like we got a couple of those. Like we got one of those for like whatever the starting zone was for you. Like if you were Alliance, it was Shadowmoon Valley. And if you were Horde, it was Frostfire Ridge. There was that big ending part with the cinematic and stuff. And then when you did Talador, there was a big ending part with the cinematic and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Nagrand had kind of a middle part that was in with an ending because they were weird that way. Yeah. But you, you get that. In a lot of these zones, um, even when they don't have cinematics, you still get it. Like they, they all have like a big climactic moment. Like High Mountain has one, Valshara has one. But with world quests, it isn't the end. No, it's not. It just keeps perpetually going, which I and, I like this a lot. And uh, one of the other things I really find fascinating is when you do the world quests, like and you go back, like this one's for Azuna, but it still applies to Valshara too. Like he mentions that stuff is leaching in from from Suramar. That stuff yeah. is coming down and invading Azuna from Suramar. And, and you knew that already because there's Nightfall and we're all over the bloody place. Uh, but he, he just comes out and says, it, yeah, it's whatever they're doing in Suramar, it's, it's affecting us now. And in Valshara, like, they not only do you have the Nightmare and all that stuff, um, there there are quests where there's just straight up, yeah, these, these demons are coming in from Suramar. And I, I really liked the idea that everything ties back together. And the Valshara ending, the Valshara ending is, is honestly, it's, I cared a lot more about that than I did about Malagos. Like Malagos, it felt like, you know, okay. He, Malagos he's, wasn't uh, quite supported enough. Yeah. Right. Whereas this, you actually felt like you felt it even while you were doing it. Yeah. You no, know, you felt like, oh man, uh, can, can please tell me there's like a 5%. Oh no, stuff is going down and this is bad. Yeah. Please, please let there be a 5% reset. There's not a 5% reset because I've been hitting execute and it's, yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's yeah, and the the way it's set up too, um, for all that it doesn't really play out, the way, it doesn't play off the way I hoped it would because you do Darkheart Thicket and everything's fine, but there's a really good moment in Valshara that the moment where she, you know where Tyrande just goes nope, uh, gotta go back to the temple, mm-hmm. and I like how that worked, I like how it played out, I like the setup because it. it does something we have never done in WoW in that it actually deals with all this stuff. And that's that's why the the Blackrock Holds quest I did last night that I'm not going to talk about. It touches it, it touches upon all that history that we've had and never really dealt with. Yeah. For this whole time. Um, and I love it. I love it so much. To give it a little more time before I straight up spoil it, uh, I will be vague about it. Uh, another thing I really liked about Velshara is it's kind of the first time I think that we get a real indication that Eluna is a thing. 
Yes. Like yeah. it's 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 an actual entity as opposed to like something that may or may not be there and they just have like star magic or whatever. Well, there's like one quest in Ashenvale that sort of points you in that direction. Yeah, a little they bit. don't they don't say it outright, but you hear a voice and it's like this calming, soothing voice and it helps you out to purify a, a yeah. satyr that's like hanging out in a village out there if you haven't played through ashenvale's quest you should play through ashenvale's quest go back and do it just particularly for that little tiny tidbit yeah and th- but this was like straight up eluna's a thing oh yeah absolutely a thing <laughs> yeah you we don't know what it is <laughs> but it, wow <laughs> it's like it sets up so many other questions it's like this just raises further questions <laughs> seriously because it does it yeah. really and Honestly, I mean, I like all the zones. I do. I think they're all good. Um, and they've I each honestly, got like their ups and downs, really. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I still find Azuna questionable. Azuna, the the central core of Azuna is really good. Like the I going, love Azuna. Like every time, I love it. I have for me. I, it has none of these zones. I, I'm like on. Alt number three, yeah, because the druid is number three. Because I had like the shaman that I got to one ten, and I'm working on Hattie very slowly with y'all, and then I also have the druid, and I have yet to get tired of anything. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, for me, like Azuna, a, when, go ahead. No, for me, like I think I'm actually just gonna say what you're gonna say, so you should say it. It's and those two main story quest chains are really good. Everything outside of there is it. It seems almost vanilla wow in quality to me. How like lame it is. And I'm at the point where it was kind of a, you know, I made it clear in the last live stream, you know, doing those central story quests, great. But then let's get the hell out of this zone. Everything else I can do without it. See, I I don't feel as negatively about it as you do, but I definitely feel like once you you do the the main story quest of Azuna and you find out about the Tide Zone and what Ashara did and you you get to the part where you're going to go into the eye and then you're like, okay, go help these guys out of the demon portal. And that's just kind of like, okay, well, we should, but yeah, and... And then it's is something going to happen here because this is just setting up for a world quest later. And then you go and there's a little imp demon and it's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I, so. I did that. I did. I missed that. My first two go rounds in there. And I finally found it again the other day on the Druid, the, the imp quest. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the imp quest. I thought it was fun. I just I like the fact that it's not all doom and gloom. There is a little bit of lighthearted in there. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole section down in the south that kind of makes no sense and invalidates itself. Like, you go down there. Oh, the arena ob- with the giants and things? Yeah, and, like, in, there's that area where, like, they're obviously pirates. They're obviously not good people. But you do a bunch of quests to help them. It's like, okay, maybe they're good pirates. But then you get well, to world quests, and the prince dude is like, we have to drive these pirates out of Azuna and go kill them. It's like, oh, why did I even help them then? Well, honestly, you help them because even pirates are better than demons. I mean, there's a there's a hierarchy here. It's like the I opposite help hierarchy them fight of needs. demons, though. No, I help you help them fight them, like no, crab people. You did help them fight demons because it was a demon who was sending the crab people after them. Whatever. <laughs> and I helped that like walrus pirate get away from giants, and that was an irritating quest chain: dodging giants and like throwing weapons at people. Yeah. We found a way for Alex to be grumpy. <laughs> the central part of Azuna, great. Everything on the outside, why is it here? Haru is pointing out, and I did catch this and found it kind of amusing. The giants were doing pet battles with actual people. 
That's, that's true. true. That's kind of pretty much what they were doing. <laughs> they collect people like Pokemon and pit them against each other. Yeah, that's what was going on there. It all ties back to Pokemon, guys. All right. So uh, our next email doesn't have a name on it. It's Oh, no, it does. Excuse me, Broody. All right. So it says, hello, it's Broody from Kalthos. I have a question. I've been enjoying Legion a lot, but since I returned from a break, I came back to find all my old friends changed from Alliance to Horde. I've never played Horde, so I'm not sure what to play, and I don't have a preference class-wise. I love Warrior, so I wouldn't mind trying something new. What do you all suggest? Well, honestly, I'm going to suggest you don't try something new when you try a warrior. Okay. I mean, really, what else would I suggest? In terms of race, though... I think that um, we've been trying a whole bunch of different classes between us, though, so... Oh, yeah, I have. Um, I will say this. Um, quite frankly, I love Death Knights right now, and Demon Hunters are fun as heck. And uh, even, like, I, I know Alex does not like Red Paladins right now, but I'm starting yeah. to like my Red Paladin just because the lore is so freaking amazing for paladins in this expansion. Paladins get a lot of lore. Maybe go try playing holy and do the mixed thing. Uh, Cause paladins got a ton of lore, uh, but do the ret paladin quest just so you get to see the guys in it. Uh, there's, there's some amazing stuff in there and the paladin quest hall. Like there's a point where you have to like, you have to like round up everybody, including like the two big horde, um, paladin heroes um lady the adrin and a pony bright mane and they're well voice acted and they do cool things the whole thing is really good okay um, so if a pony is there i want to know is um oh my god Desco, i forgot yes yeah desco is he there yeah yep okay yep. good good a pony i was hoping they didn't the... forget about him because i liked desco pony is there as the leader of all torn paladins well she uh, was Desco's the one that essentially there. refounded the order so She's also yeah. the biggest Tauren you're gonna, ever going to see. She's huge. <laughs> she's really big. She got so, taller. Yeah, she's, you know she's how, really huge. You know some class halls don't really... Some class halls have like some notable NPCs, and some of them don't really have any. The paladin class halls, like every paladin you've ever seen in questing ever is there. If they're like not there, it's because they're dead. Yeah, it's people like you haven't thought about since 2004. They're there. They're in that class hall. It's there's a point where wild. You, there's a point where you go in and I, uh, uh, you know, everyone points out the paladin pals and stuff, and that's great. But there's a point where you go in there and you're like, oh my god, it's that guy from the original quest to get the hammer, Verigan's fist. Really? That that guy is there. Oh my gosh! Everybody the, is there. Uh, on my RP server, I played in server like way back in the day in vanilla. Like there was kind of this unspoken thing that the paladin trainer was Lord Grayson Shadowbreaker. Like, he was the master paladin of Stormwind. You went to him to train your skills. That was just what your role players did. You went to that guy. And that guy is, like, the dude who hangs out by the mission table in the paladin class hall, like, in his brand new gear and everything. It's like, that guy is still the guy. That's awesome. Yeah, like, the Maxwell Tyrosius is a big deal. Um, the Brotherhood of the Lights involved. It's like the, the, the Paladins really do get a lot of lore. So I'm going to say this. If you're looking for a class that you've not played or that you may haven't played in a while, because the thing is, is that Red Paladins are, are kind of, if you've played Paladins before, they might confuse you and they've taken a lot out. But if you've never played them before, you're not going to know about that stuff. And you just get this lore banquet where it's just constantly I wrote a KYL about it this week. I don't don't read it because it will spoil the heck out of you. But yeah, there's just so much stuff going on. Uh priests have a really cool class hall. Um warlocks have a really cool class hall. 
the hunters I've heard some hunters don't like the hunter class hall, but to my mind, hunters have a lot of really cool people at their class hall. Okay, yeah. Um speaking as somebody that's playing a hunter, I love the lodge. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I think it's cool that we have a little hunter place to hang out at. There's like animal heads from all over Azeroth and beyond hanging on the walls and all kinds of weapons and things. And there's a whole bunch of notable hunter NPCs all over the place. And yeah, I really like it. Um, Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm doing any class hall campaigns for hunter yet, but so far I've really enjoyed what I've done so far. The rogue hall is cool. Uh, all I love the rogue hall. Cool. Um, Outlaw is the one I wanted to play, and I think it's probably the one lots of people want to play. Um, the pirate guy you work for for that, I could do without him, but that's all right. Um, he's kind of a generic, yar, I'm a pirate, me matey. Like, shut up, dude. Be interesting, please. But the rest of the class hall and the quests are, are really good. It's a fun place just to hang out into. Like, the black market auction house is down there. You get a personal black market auction house. Very thematic. It's just seedy. It's just yeah. seedy enough. I quite like it. Um, so we have not. We've done very little to actually help you in any way to narrow anything down. I, I but... personally also I I want to speak up because I have been playing the druid. I really love the druid quest and I love the druid class hall like you would not believe. Um, there's a lot of lore involved there too. Maybe not the same kind of thing as you run into with the paladin stuff, but if you're interested in that kind of thing. Night elves in particular, I think. They just feel right with well, the druid class. They're hall. going horde. If you're, yeah, going horde. if you're going horde, go Torin. Go Torin. Um Yeah, because High Mountain will be fun for you. Yeah. For practicality purposes, you said warrior, but I don't know if you played DPS or tank. If you played tank and you want to continue being a tank, prop paladin would be a good choice. Uh don't go druid because I think bears are dumb. I'm gonna say um, this much for Bears are awesome. Warriors. Here's here's what I'm going to say in defense of playing a warrior. If you play a warrior, one of the things that will happen is Skyhold, which is your warrior class hall. As you go to various places in the world, you will get a teleport from Skyhold to those places. But when you teleport to them, you don't teleport to them. You jump to them. Like freaking the Hulk. Yeah, what's funny is um, my girlfriend plays a mage, and I I was talking about the warrior teleport. She's like, oh, yeah, I have those, too. It's like, oh, does it go to the same places? And I kind of pointed out the towns the warrior teleport goes to. The warrior jumps down to, like, the main hub of each zone. Mage ends up on, like, some rooftop in the middle of nowhere. So the warrior (laughs) teleport is way better than the mage teleport, which is weird (laughs) but awesome. Yeah, I played my Death Knight today, and the thing with the Death Knights is they don't have that. But what they have is they have Death Gate. And yeah. the way Deathgate works, you teleport to your class hall, and then you just cast it again, and you go back to where you were when you cast it. It's so, the same with um, any, any class hall that has a teleport to get to it. So, like, with druids, you've got the whole dream walking thing, whatever. If you teleport there, if you hit the teleport again, it'll take you right back where you were. So, and I'm not sure is. if it's like that with everybody, but I know that with druids anyway you hit dream walk you go to the dream grove thing and you hit dream walk again and it'll pop you right back to where you were questing this, yeah, for this expansion monk, i'm gonna say Torin. would the monk work that way does the is the monk class hall like the peak of whatever we don't want to talk about like spoilers for that but no the monk works the same way and has always worked the same way if you use zen meditation to get to your get to wherever 
I'm assuming that it works the same way now because when I was leveling the monk with the invasions, Mm -hmm. what I did was I'd be like down in Tenaris and I'd use the Zen teleport to go to Peak of Serenity. And Peak of Serenity had a portal to Orgrimmar that I could use and then I could just pop up to Ashar or whatever. And when I wanted to go back to Tenaris, I just hit Zen teleport again and it took me right back to Tenaris. That's how my Alliance monk got over to Kalimdor all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Works real well. <laughs> so, yeah, we've done absolutely nothing to narrow this down for you in any way, shape, or form. Um, Anadeus says in the chat channel that Zen pilgrimage changes in the quest line to go to the class hall. Okay. So, gotcha. yeah, it probably does the same thing. It goes backwards, but it takes you to the correct point. So, that's cool. fine. Practicality purposes, if you played a tank warrior, just pick another tank class. You'll appreciate the dungeon queues. Uh, DPS queues are still 45 minutes to an hour long. It's durable. Although, at least now with world quests and stuff, you don't just have to sit around your thumbs waiting for something to do. No, there's always something to do. I don't mind waiting in queue right now because I, I, I have like this perpetual stream of things that I can be doing. And it's not just queue up for a scenario while I'm queuing up for a dungeon. No, it's... I have things to go out and and accomplish while I'm in that well, queue. Well, the problem is uh, I usually queue up for a dungeon because that dungeon is a world quest for that day, and I oh. really want to get it done. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten to that point yet because I'm bad. That's why I've been tanking. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm just bad. <laughs> the, I could I, Warlords, I struggled those queues because I was playing like my rogue, and rogues can't tank or heal, so I just had to deal with it. Uh, this time around, I'm a warrior. I can tank. Screw your DPS queues. I'm not waiting for an hour. I'm just going to go tank. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we're almost out of time. But the last email here is, like, really, really silly short. And it's just a quick mention. They said, did you hear about the Wildstar dev who was at a staff meeting and they had their phone notify them audibly about class hall missions? It was on Twitter. Um, am I surprised that a developer for an MMO is also playing the most popular MMO on the market? No. no. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> really good for their job. What is World of Warcraft doing? Even if they, they're probably doing it for the enjoyment, but even if it was just work-related, that the tweet, seems reasonable. Yeah, the tweet says, most hilarious thing today, hearing the WoW Legion mission sound coming from a phone right before we start our company meeting. Which is yeah, that's pretty amusing. But I'm all it marketing. Some of the some of the people who used to work who work on Wildstar now used to work on World of Warcraft. Even I mean, it's just it's an it. That's the industry. There's World of Warcraft, and there's everybody else. Yeah, and I think I mean. I mean, when Wildstar came out, I was playing that for a while. Yeah, I think if you are working on an MMO, it's a really good idea to not only play your own game. You need to know what people are doing. Like, yeah, Legion's fun. They're probably playing it for fun, but it's also really good knowledge to have. I mean, they should probably also be playing Final Fantasy, whatever number they're on. And they're probably playing Final Fantasy, whatever, and they're probably playing Guild Wars or whatever else is out there. I mean, typically, people who work in game development and game design and things like that, you want to play all of the games because you want to see what people are really responding to. And if it's something that you aren't doing, well, maybe that's something you want to find some way to incorporate, that kind of thing. And I, and I think that applies to a lot of stuff. Like if you're, you're, you also need to be a reader. Yeah. You can't. You can't you just can't. put down words. You want to like read yeah. what other people are putting out. And it's just, that's just part of being in whatever business you happen to be in. So, Anyway, 
On that note, that pretty much wraps us up for today. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience. And once again, reminder, Fjarn's goggle shirt goes away in one week. So if you want to get your hands on that, go to teespring.com slash peculiar dash plant. Rossi? This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. And as is always the case, any subject, we'd love talking about Blizzard games. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.